It's Friday, October 15th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam, this is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Man Rubs. You can find them at manrubs.com for all the rubs, barbecue tools, blow torches, t-shirts, mm. coffee cups, all-around barbecue-related gear to make barbecue great again. Use the code STEAK15 for 15% off your order. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear, stayreadygear.com, and on Instagram, stayreadygearusa. Don't get ready. Stay ready. There you go. We got holsters, custom Kydex. We've got some uh, holsters. We got dump trays. We got uh, beer coasters. All sorts of good stuff in the lab tonight. Use the code STEAK for 5% off your order. The world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording gear can be found at Odyssey at odyssey.com. There you go. Got to wait for it to drop. (laughs) thought it was skipping now whether you're uh laying down beats gaming or podcasting odyssey's got everything you need to uh get squared away in the in the uh headphone department they're at odyssey.com they're on instagram and facebook firearms we all love them we lose lots of them in boating accidents such a shame if you need a new one Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms will get you squared away. He's been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star rating and is a licensed FFL. If you like tradesies. Does he have fishing licenses yet? He might have boating licenses. Mm. There you go. Uh, Mike's on westcoastsurvivalarms.com. It's a newly redesigned website. He's on Facebook Messenger. And he's out via the telephone, 619-870-6992. Tactical Deer, first responders, Mediocre Medic, mediocremedic.com. Flip-flops. Fanny packs, patches, things that you need to uh, let everyone know just how crappy of a job you do when trying to save lives. So crappy. MediocreMedic.com, and they're on Instagram. And last but not least, the Patch Father, Mark Joe Friday, owner-operator, CEO of Dumpbox. Dumpbox.us, home of the zero fucks duck. If you don't know, you better ask Mark. He's on Facebook, Instagram, and at Dumpbox.us. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to follow Steak for Podcast Breakfast on Instagram. There you'll find a link tree to everything Steak for Breakfast, whether it be our website, where to stream, how to stream, where to download, Antoinette's accounts, our Twitters, all of our backups for imminent nukings, etc. And on that note, welcome. Friday edition, Steak for Breakfast Podcast. I'm Roan, joined as always by Noah. What's up? Miss Antoinette. And our guest today, most of you know him as Sheep No More. We know him as Vance and as a friend. Welcome back to Steak for Breakfast. Good afternoon. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing? Good, good. How are you? Outstanding. Very Fantastic. Good. Yeah, great to Fantastic. have you back as well, my friend. Absolutely. Listen, before we even think about getting into the news, and there is a lot of it going on right now, we need to talk about all things you. Um, you got a lot of stuff going on. We... Uh, Tease some of the stuff you you uh, talked about when you went on with uh, James and, and Ant on We The People Radio, but we want you to give our listening audience 
the whole lowdown on all the stuff you got going on because it's bigly. Ooh. It is bigly. It's it's exciting. It's something I've been working on for a little while. Um, something that I, I want to bring to the community as we enter this, I think, what I'd call the final act of the show coming up here. Mm. Um, it seems like things are you know starting to get a little more exciting every day. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be a, just a greater need for information dispersion and and all of that and just, you know, remaining connected, assuming we all don't get nuked. Yeah. Right? Um, so I appreciate you bringing me on and let me talk about it. Um, I am firing up a couple of websites. First of all, um, you can check my main website out at sheepnomore.com. The uh, it's spelled with numbers instead of vowels. And there's going to be kind of the landing page for everything, all the projects that we're kind of working on. I have some help with some of the anons in the community. Um, one specifically Gabriel Savage. Some mm -hmm. of you may have known him and seen him around. Um, he's helping me. Um, we're going to put together a podcast. Yes, we are. Nice. Um, it's going to be, you know, I hate to, I even hate to call it podcast. It's more of, um, it's more of a conversation piece. Um, we are, we're going to be doing, uh, some exploring on, on how to red pill people and what kind of techniques and things like that are effective. Um, you know, in addition to that, we are also creating a project that I'm calling the memory hole. And what the memory hole is, is uh, kind of a, a wiki platform for remembering all the, sh the kind of shady shit and all the crazy stuff that we've seen over the last three, four years, decades, some of us, um, putting it all in one place. I feel like, you know, <clears throat> one of the great tools that we had a few years ago, there was a, a Q map specifically um, to kind of showcase all of the players in the game. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what we want to, what we kind of want to do. We want, we kind of want to rebuild that. We want to make those connections to some of these people, see how, you know, Bill Gates connects to Jeffrey Epstein that connects to Bill Clinton, who is in the uh, hospital. Rest Aww. in peace, Bill. Rest <laughs> in peace, Bill. Um, but we want to, we want to rebuild that. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they get into seeking the truth and they don't, know some of the deeper connections and you know by having a platform like this it's just going to be something that um as a reference guide for all the community we're yep. we're going to keep it up as long as uh the internet gods allow us um if you're listening and you are in the truther movement and you're friends of the show or friends of me and you want to contribute um, please contact me um you know we're looking for contributors to help build this um and, you know, part of the reason I bring this up, too, is that, you know, on this quote unquote podcast that, that we're doing, we're going to invite guests on that are, you know, experts, so to speak, in some of these areas that, you know, may may know a lot about um, uh, certain topics and certain people. And we're just going to kind of fill this in as we go. And, you know, it's going to be open to scrutiny, open to uh, the public for everybody to see. Um, but again, it all it, it all goes back to this community. We want to make sure that we don't lose track of these things down the memory hole. Um, so we're very excited about that. Nice. And the, the other tool that kind of coincides with that, um, creating a meme arsenal and it is up and live right now. You can go check it out at enjoy the dot show is the URL. So if you type enjoy the dot show, you'll see we're starting to build uh, just a meme library. Uh, you know, I've had all these memes on my phone and computer for years time to just get them out there. Um, some of these are from also from the community. And eventually what we're going to be doing is tying back these memes 
to the to the memory hole. So when we add a page to the memory hole, like Bill Gates or somebody, for example, you can then cross-reference that to uh, all the memes that we've compiled about and then just uh, shitpost your heart away. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of memes that correspond to drops retroactively. Um, yeah. And they make the whole experience better depending on what you're like uh, – you know, learning demographic is, you know, some people can read it and not necessarily know about it, but then when they see it connected to a fresh meme, it makes a little bit more sense for them and vice versa. Wow. That is comprehensive. I just went to it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, we're just getting started. Um, you know, I'm going to try to add something a couple times every week. I'll be releasing updates on Instagram. Um, if you go to the, the, my main website, there's a newsletter sign up. We'll be sending all kinds of cool stuff out with uh, along those lines and we're just going to be doing a lot of cool stuff you know we're going to be trying to get on some really guests on some really specific topics um everything from philosophy to survival to i mean religion uh, anything anything you can think of anything that we that kind of relates and ties into this journey that we've all been on uh we we want to share that and we also want to help people understand you know our main goal of this is to help people have converse ha- help people have those tough conversations yeah. you know with uh, aunt karen at the thanksgiving table <laughs> you know we uh <laughs> we want to make sure that uh you know you're still friends and relatives after after that so we we want to we want to arm you to have these conversations i mean it's really easy to get excited and start screaming you know about adrenochrome um, mm. But there's there's ways you can lead up to that, right? There's ways you can kind of ask questions and, and do things that um, don't instantly turn off somebody's brain when you start talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, right. an, that's an excellent point. You would never want to have to jeopardize the chance of getting some of Aunt Karen's delicious peach cobbler on Thanksgiving <laughs> for sure. Delicious. Um, by talking don't about don't want to ruin Christmas. Yeah, yeah how they all Christmas. eat babies, which is which is something that definitely needs to be addressed, but. That's a different cobbler. Right. Probably want to wait for the second course. That's disgusting. <laughs> totally. totally. <laughs> probably totally true as well. Yep. Yep. So, so we're really excited. And if any anybody listening out there wants to help contribute, um, you know, reach out to me and uh, we'll make it happen. Everything that you've got up already, we're going to live link in the show descriptions for today, including all of your accounts and the sites. And then as you continue to release stuff, as always, we'll continue to share with all of our friends in the community, but uh, definitely some awesome work that you're doing. And that's why we were excited to get you in here today before, you know, everything's up and ready to go. So everyone's prepared to uh, add another one to the uh, show list for them. Absolutely. The first episode is coming out next week. It's done. It's in final editing and we're going to be firing it up next week. So stay tuned. Nice. Well, let's jump into the news. We have some stop the steal this week, but it's not as, Good as it has been in weeks past. I guess none of it is really good because a lot of it hasn't really gone anywhere yet. Still waiting for a lot of stuff uh, coming out of Arizona. I don't know if anybody saw it today. Still waiting for it to stop. Brnovich was uh, swinging numchucks on uh, his Twitter this morning because he says that's what the people want. And I said, for the love of God, please just arrest somebody. Please. Anybody. Just arrest someone. Anyone. Um, but like, we, we're going to the janitor. I'll take anybody at this point. Well, I mean, if he was stuffing ballot boxes, I'd like him to be incarcerated as right, well. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start off with Liz Harrington and, and Natalie Harp. She jumped on with her the day after the Trump rally, excuse me, on Monday after the Trump rally to talk about it. Again, disclaimer to all of people in our listening audience, Natalie Harp only has one tone to her voice and it's extremely high. It's just the way she talks. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, let's hear her and Liz talking about, um, 
voter numbers in regards to what people across the country and all voting demographics now feel Joe Biden's legitimacy is in the United States. He's acted like President Trump needed them. Social media did the same thing. He's not on Twitter. He's not on Facebook. The media is not even covering these rallies anymore. And yet when you look at it, he's getting millions of people to tune in online or even Thankfully, C-SPAN actually had the guts to cover the rally on Saturday. Of course, uh, it was trending on Twitter to boycott C-SPAN. But people are finding ways to hear from President Trump because he still speaks for them. Exactly right. And that poll I just referenced. So overall, it's 56 percent think Joe Biden is illegitimate. That's up five points since April. This is growing. Nevertheless, because there's been no coverage uh, on the fake news media, as you mentioned, there's been total suppression on big tech. Our elected officials in Washington, except for that great hearing last week because of some Republicans led by Andy Biggs, got to the heart of the Arizona audit. But our elected officials in Washington, they've been totally ignoring this story. And yet the truth is still getting out there. And you better believe President Trump is going to continue to talk about it. Because once again, and the truth is such a powerful weapon, and it's all we really have right now in this country. And unless it's acted upon, unless people are held accountable, all of these problems are continue, going to continue, whether it's on the border, whether it's firing border patrol agents for not getting a vaccine while they let millions of unvaccinated into our open border. Our finally, somebody mentions it on the world stage with Afghanistan and bummer, of course man. the economy, which is looking like it's going to implode any day now. This all goes back to the fact that the American people did not have their true and valid say like they should have in November. Unless we fix that, we're not gonna fix all the other problems either. Some excellent points right there by the former Breitbart darling and yeah. current Papa Handler. Uh, Vance, we, we take a couple polls on the show. One of them is about stopping the steal and your feelings on the 2020 presidential election. Uh, we usually give three identifying sets of pronouns, and then it's up to you to determine which one you identify with the most. So <laughs> okay. do, you, do you feel as the 2020 presidential election was A, rigged and stolen, B, the crime of the century, or C, a case of unreturned diamonds? <laughs> Wow. Um, I would definitely, I, I think I identify most with B for sure. Um, definitely the, I'd say the crime of the century, no. if not multiple centuries, honestly. Nice. You identify with news personalities like Christina Bob. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Boycott C SPAN, though. That's a new one. That's a, uh, you know, when, when people, when they're angry at C SPAN, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're winning. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, besides showing, uh, crappy city council hearings and the occasional <laughs> British parliament. <laughs> They're not really good for much else. No. So and no, what, go ahead. I'll say what I want to know though, if you talk about the border briefly is like who bought all of those people tents to live under that bridge. Um, I, you know, if these people are traveling tens of thousands of miles, did that, did anybody ever say anything about that? Like where do these people get the money to buy these tents or they provided right. to them? Well, they go to San Francisco and shoplift them and then they bring them down there. <laughs> they're not going to be stealing them from Walgreens anymore because they're all folding up shop. Yeah. Uh, well, I, Vance, what I think you're leading into is the the involvement of the NGOs that round up these people who are 
you know, I, I have seen it get leaking into the mainstream media over the last week or so. They're finally starting to talk about this is the Central and, and, and South American middle class now that is getting imported into the United States. These are no longer solely economic mi- migrants, even though they they are, they're, they're in a higher, you know, status of living than some of the people who had come in in years past. And then they're literally getting either flown or semi-trucked up to the border, given everything they need dump all of their documents and walk across. Yeah. So a lot of what it seems like. Yeah. A lot of international interference and, and, and domestic interference from some of our not friends. Uh, Antoinette, Antoinette, what do you think about some of that narrative? She kind of laid out there, especially with the media suppression. No, I mean, it's the same shit. I mean, nothing's changed in that regard. Yeah. I I did see an interesting, uh, an account I follow on Twitter yesterday. I believe he tweeted something along the lines of, Someone who's supposed to not be the president can get 50,000 people to show up in the middle of a cornfield, but someone who goes to a business where there's 2,500 employees on site can't get 500 of them to go out and watch him speak for 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. We don't really need the media anymore. Exactly. We no. don't. We, uh, we are the media, essentially. I mean, podcasts yeah. like this and all these uh, anon accounts and truther accounts, we are literally you know, bringing the news to all the people. And I think that's why you see um, all the spike in, in all of our, and a lot of our accounts is just because they trust us more than, than, than mainstream media. Yeah. yeah. No, I noticed it, especially in the last couple of months, a lot of new traffic, a lot of new people to my channel, my friends' channels, you know, their podcasts are blowing up too. And it's like, people are looking for, for answers and the truth and they know they're, they're not getting it on mainstream media. That's for sure. I think most people know that by now. So. That's a, that's an extremely good point right there. Um, let's jump over to Georgia, where we did have a, some really bad news this week. Uh, someone who we've pointed out on the show for close to nine months now, Judge Amaro there, um, may be compromised. Um, oh, yeah, he threw out Garland Favoritos and and uh, Georgia vote Georgia. You know the case that's been in court there for lack of standing, and this comes on the heels of. Uh, the DNC sending some really big high-powered attorneys down there to kind of muck up the waters and, and, and throw that court case into early 2022, as we've talked about for the last few weeks. He must have some embarrassing pictures that got I mean, left he was, on his doorstep. He was literally the only judge in the country that was allowing some of the things to happen, you know, go on um, in, the, in the opening proceedings of this, and it was, it was pretty crappy to hear. Let's kind of get an update on what, what the exact specifics were from. Oh, before we get into that, we're already at our second poll. Oh. It's going to be from Steve Bannon's War Room. And uh, Vance, we, we do another poll. We're banging them out in the first two clips this week. Uh, you know, surfaced online some point last year. Disgusting rumors. And heresy. Is Steve Bannon Q? I'm going to say no. Noah? I was thinking about saying I was Q just so I could, like, you know, maybe make some money off it when oh, I get fired from my job. I know somebody famous. Yeah. But no. Oh, okay. It's not you either? No. Oh, okay. Antoinette? No. Vance? Definitely not. Sure? It's not you? Absolutely not. All right. Just checking. <laughs> okay. I'm actually Steve Bannon, deep fake. Oh, nice. Nice. Don't, <laughs> the new one. Don't, <laughs> don't move. Your head's going to come out of the deep fake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So here we go with some audio. Um, talking with someone who's connected to the Georgia case right now, giving us an update on what exactly went down there this week. Unfortunately, Judge Omero, who had really been our hope, that he was going to be the one judge in America who was going to let us uh, actually, as citizens, see what happened in Fulton County, Georgia, last November. 
and he had allowed the case to go forward all through uh, the summer, the spring, the summer. In May, he had ruled, he'd given access to Garland Favorito and Susie Boyles and the plaintiffs, the citizens who filed the case. He'd given them access to the ballot images where they discovered all kinds of uh, duplicate ballots, 3,700 duplicate ballots, mm. 15,000, more than 15,000 ballots missing. Uh, but today he uh, ruled that the, that the defendant's motion to dismiss which they filed after they participated in the case for six months. So he filed, uh, he granted their motion to dismiss. And they're now looking at appeal. But as we all know, that's a really tough. Whoa, 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 Appeals or anything like this. He had been a guy that kind of ruled in favor of people. He dismissed it on what grounds? Standing. He said that the plaintiffs had not, these are citizens who came into the court and said that they, had that their rights as citizens under the Georgia Constitution's guarantees of equal protection and due process had been violated by Fulton County because they're Fulton County residents and that the way that the Fulton County Election Board and the county had conducted the election was not in accordance with state law and it wasn't the way it was conducted in other parts of Georgia and therefore they were injured and that the and they were asking for a declaratory ruling that their rights had been violated and an injunction to keep it from happening again. And of course, the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, has done everything he can to throw sand in the gears. He's filed uh, motions, he's argued to the court, well, don't let them have access to the original ballots. Well, you don't need to be able to, um, you don't need to do this court case because I, I'm investigating it. And then they came in and told the court, which was not true in September, that the uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigation was conducting an investigation. That's not true. But then yesterday, Brad Raffensperger came in and filed something saying that, um, saying that, yes, indeed, that uh, there were, they did continue to uh, conduct ballot tabulations after they ran off the, uh, the okay, 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 I got all that. I got, I got all that, Cleta. And people have heard that. Come on, Cleta. They're outraged. But how do you get into a situation, Cleta? And people have heard that, and, and, and they're outraged. But how do you get into a situation that you're seven or eight, nine months into this court thing, and the guy says today you don't have standing? Just tell me legally how does that work, because I think that's where the audience is sitting there going, hang on. How do they find out so many months into this when Fulton County has hired criminal defense lawyers? And everything? We've got a minute. We're going to hold you over. Oh, there it is. But how, how does that work? And the judge seems to me have been very fair and even-handed. When he comes out and says no standing, how are basic common citizens to interpret that? Well, I think that they're to interpret it that the judge was worried he was going to get um, reversed on appeal, and they just kept coming in and filing all these procedural. But hang, but hang, but hang, but hang on. Hang, what do you mean reversal on appeal? On. What does that even mean? Why did he say today that you didn't have? Why did they say today they didn't have standing? He just said that they had not just they had not identified any particularized in, injury. That what they had claimed was a general injury was not something that was particular to these plaintiffs. And oh, there you have it. That sounds a little weak. I mean, I feel injured. Yeah, a lot of people do. Uh, Vance, what do you think about, you know, we, we've had Judge Amaro uh, in the news cycle for, for quite a long time now as someone who, like she, Cleta Mitchell tried to explain so elegantly, um, allowed Garland Fabrito access to absentee ballots and really kind of moved that case along, making sure that everything on both ends was good. It seemed like when the high-powered attorneys came in 
and really started mucking up the waters and slowing things down, combined with what she was saying that Brad Raffensperger's office, who's no friend of any Patriots, um, had been given some probably false information on the investigations that they're doing. It sounded like he just thought that this was going to be a disaster at the end and, and wasn't going to allow it to happen. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems that way. I mean, I, I, I mean, Big Brad is uh, clearly compromised. Um, you know, I, I think he. That's where. That's kind of where a lot of this is is going to lead to. I mean, if you remember his, what was it? His daughter's boyfriend was Vaporized. killed in a car accident. Yeah. Was it his? Yeah. Or his, yeah, his, his oh, daughter's okay. boyfriend or some, right. some somebody really close like that, um, you know, got Clinton. And um, I think from there, I mean, that was the, you know, the, the clear signal to him to just right. keep, keep your mouth shut and do as you're told type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's sad, but I mean, it's, it's an inevitability. And I think with each, with each passing day, the more this kind of stuff comes out, the more that the people see this kind this kind of thing. Um, it's an inevitability that uh, that things start to go our way in, in that state and, and pretty much everywhere else. So are you one of those people now who are – Do you, have you come to the conclusion that we've seen enough, like, to, to the decently educated person and, and like – Decently? There you go. Liz, Liz <laughs> yeah. Harrington alluded to um, in the first clip where she said nearly 60% of, of all American across uh, voter platforms now consider Joe Biden either – fraudulently elected or illegitimate do enough people know now that there was so much shit going on that we we don't need to go through the whole audit and decertification thing because i think that georgia is a really good um preview of what's going to happen in pennsylvania when they go to court in uh early 2022 totally um you know i I don't know i i've that's something i've always struggled with like what how much is is enough i mean even still some of the part smartest people i know are still you know, stuck in this media matrix that until there is, I, I don't know what they're waiting for. It seems like the, the the mainstream media is so good at quote unquote debunking any proof that comes out around these elections and just muddying the waters and just um, creating so much disinformation around that, that they, a lot of people still believe that um, Trump is just, and those around him are just, you know, blowing hot air and that he is just trying to stay relevant or he's trying to grift people or, or keep money. Um, that there's still that, that, that's still a very real thing. Um, I don't know what it's going to take to, to do that. I think something in some kind of clear cut evidence needs to come out from somebody that they quote unquote trust. I don't, I don't know any other way, you know, for that to, to move forward on this at this point. But I, I personally feel like there's been plenty um, you know, plenty of evidence, plenty of things that we've seen, plenty of, um, court cases that yeah, of course. enough and enough is enough. I mean, it's exhausting. Honestly, there, There's a lot yeah. of things still in court right now. For instance, in Wisconsin this week, the election probe zeroes in on Democrat machine tactics and rule changes shortly before the election. And we've talked about that where the state legislator in, in Wisconsin approved amendments for COVID to the elections for 2020. And once they were out of the hand of the the body of the state, they went into the secretary of state and governor's hands, which they just went and made amendments that weren't constitutionally voted on or amended and then put that into law. So, so that's getting probed in Wisconsin. You have a uh, former uh, South Philly judge charged with election voter fraud scheme. 
one that ranged from 2015 up through 2019, and it's still undetermined if they had their hands in it during the 2020 presidential election. And then in, in, in Michigan, the former Detroit police chief, who's currently running for governor there, he recently announced his candidacy, uh, James Craig, he called for forensic audit of the 2020 presidential election, and he talked about a lot of the things that he thought were inconsistent with voting practices, especially in the huge urban city areas. So, you know, you, you've got all that stuff going on right now behind you mean, the scenes. You mean like cab drivers collecting ballots? Yeah. Well, I mean, just some of the stuff we saw from Georgia. Georgia, we saw the arena shut down. We saw the Pelican boxes of ballots. That's one. We saw cars and pickup trucks with all of the ballots in them after the elections being driven from, you know, where they were received to where they're supposed to be uh, officially tab- tabulated and stuff like that. And Do we have a video of anybody putting a Dominion voting machine in the back of a Honda Civic? No, but we did play a video <laughs> of someone pushing a Dominion voting machine in a shopping, shopping cart across yeah. the street. So I it's one of that. like did they really do that. Yes, they did, and it's one of those things where you say wow. it and it sounds crazy. Well, but... the homeless guy was pissed because they <laughs> dumped all his shit out. Right. <laughs> I miss that one too. That's crazy. Yeah. So these things have, have really happened, and you know, we don't even talk about the kid that got nuked or vaporized. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not his account, his life. Exactly. Yeah. So his I mean, literally melted down to like flat. It was insane. The tighter that you took and uh, that you saw that image of the kid's car in Georgia, it got harder to tell on whether or not it was his car or Soleimani's. Legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. So So you think airstrike or thermite grenade? Probably both. Yeah. Uh, Direct energy weapon. Yeah. Something like that. So we do have one more clip. He's back after a brief hiatus because he's flying all over the country talking to people. Pillow farmer extraordinaire. Nice. Yes. Mike Lindell. He nice. he wants the fraudits. Is what he's got. He wants the fraudits to stop. Wait. F- fraudits. Fraudits. Not audits. You're gonna have to hear. Okay. That doesn't sound like he's on his own team there. Stop it. Like in Arizona, they did a full forensic audit, but they wouldn't let him have the routers. And they, and they deleted stuff. They found all this stuff that was deleted. Okay, I see where it's well, going. Well, when you do an audit and you find parts that are missing, um, you get, it's criminal, <laughs> Steve. That's criminal. We can't. We got to quit having them do fraud. It's fraudulent audits. Yeah. This is part of the cover-up. Then the media goes, yep, look at that. Arizona, Biden won. You know, no, said. he didn't win. Donald Trump won Arizona by a quarter million votes. Mm. That's fact. And uh, now you've got to have the attorney general involved because there was criminal things involved there for deletions and then suppression of evidence. Um, the, uh, these frauds have to stop. They have to, well, you know, all these states are getting, there's so many states getting audits done. But if we, the people and everybody out there knows you have to audit the machines. This just goes, you know, to like Georgia just voted to go ahead. Let's use Dominion machines in this election they have coming up in a month or two. Um, these, and, uh, and then you got Colorado who buys more, who signs up for another 10 year contract yeah. and, and, uh, this has to stop and that's, Oh, there you have it. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's basically the specifics. Not only is he pointing out some of the things that are still going on that are hurting our elections moving forward. He is talking about the specifics and the only audit that's happened so far officially, which is in Arizona and how those results are, are able to be scrutinized by the mainstream media by people who don't know the entire situation going on. Because at the end of the day, Joe Biden got 469 more votes in, in, in the actual physical recount of the ballots, but that doesn't tell anything about the audit that happened. Yeah, if you recount the same bullshit, like if you count all the monopoly money in your pocket, you still only got five real bucks. Right. 
exactly. Yeah, so, but take it to people like Randy Maddow and Don Lamont to go and say Joe Biden got 469 more votes, pause, laugh, and then play some footage of January 6th and talk about the people that are doing the audits. Because that's where that's the only thing that happens in regards to these things. Wow, that's like, a, you, are you a producer for MSNBC? I mean, that sounds like the pretty much out, right out of their script, you know? <laughs> they just have a dartboard that just has like January 6th uh, <laughs> election numbers. What else they yeah, got in there? Yeah. I do think a lot of these states got ahead of like once they saw what was happening in Arizona, I think they they started scheduling their own quote unquote audits for for just your point uh, to be able to say, hey, look, we did not it. There's nothing wrong here. And then the media kind of runs with it. I mean, yeah. that's a exactly tactic. So we are. That's pretty much what we got in Stop the Steal this week. Not a lot of stopping the steal, but some new information that's coming out to kind of give us a new basically starting line of where we're at and what to expect moving forward. Um, I still am one of those people who wake up every day and are just waiting for like the bombshell. They got to one person who is really involved with this shit, who knew everything that went on. It was bad. And they're going to come and blow the whistle. Someone that's credible, you know, not some low level staffer, not some secretary of state's assistant assistant who was like sleeping with an assistant who was in turn sleeping with the secretary of state, like a legit person that everybody knows. And I'm still hopeful for that. Well, one of these people that they get to, like, let's say, for instance, Amaro. Mm-hmm. Let's say they have some pictures of him wearing, like, you know, assless chaps in a gay bar or something like that. Like, <laughs> what if he just came out and said, you know what? I did this thing. I'm not proud of it. But at the same time, this is what they're using to try to make me not do right. what I'm supposed I'm not gonna to be do. Com- See, something That'd like that. Huge. Yeah, it would be yeah. huge. And I feel like. And it- I would forget about his assless chaps. Yes. Yeah, somebody. Some- There'd be memes. Right. <laughs> Something like that, though. Oh, they could be all those memes of the guy from The Sopranos who used to go to the gay bars. It'd be great. I mean, I think chaps just in essence are assless in general, but, you know. Ass cheek. That's just one of those things. Yeah. But you could walk away from something like that. But let's just talk about something else. The people who went and murdered Seth Rich. The people who went and murdered the Georgia Secretary of State's daughter's boyfriend. Now, if yeah. I show you a picture of a melted car... And say, hey, we don't have pictures of you in ass cheekless chaps, but I do have this picture to show you. I'm pretty sure you could figure it out. You have a Buick, right? <laughs> it's it's pretty hard to like go and, and tell people that that's how they're trying to compromise you because before you even pick up the phone to call anybody, you'd probably be melted. Well, what about those people they caught on video deleting information from the machines? I mean, you can arrest, you could start arresting people right there. So you could literally show people a video uh, over somebody's shoulder of somebody typing a reminder, like taking a reminder in their phone, Siri, remind me to delete 7,000 votes. And they'd be like, oh, no, that's not really. It's just it's only 7,000. He won by 10, so he still won. That's how how they would run with it. No, yeah, I've, I've actually heard people say that exact. Well, even if there was fraud, it wasn't enough to change the subject or change the uh, results. Yeah. Change the subject. (laughs) that's what they want us to do they want us to change the subject yeah Freudian slip which we're about to do right now we're going to move on to the never-ending COVID everything got it because it is encompassing every facet of our life from the economy to schools our workplaces yeah it's definitely for for something that essentially doesn't exist does it ever doesn't even exist we don't know here's a question (laughs) apparently 700,000 plus people have died from it in the United States is that like including if you were riding a bicycle off a cliff and you had COVID? Fell off a ladder. Yeah. You were yep. cleaning the gutters. Do you know anyone that could name five people? Christmas lights. Who died from COVID? No. No. I can't. No. None. 
So a million people in the United States almost have died from this. And, and I don't know anybody that could say, I mean, even, even in our work at Walmart, a couple people have died, but we all know it's due to other okay. factors. Yeah. People, like people, old people just died during the pandemic. Yeah. So wh- whether or not the, the, the respiratory virus that they, they contracted contributed to that at all, it, it's all lies anyway. Well, the flu would have taken out, like I got COVID 100%. Yeah. And I felt like shit for a week. And two days, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And one of those days, I was sweating. Like, I literally, like, my mattress was probably wet. Mm-hmm. And I was delirious at one point. Mm-hmm. And if I would have not been in good shape and been 30 years older, it might have taken me out. Yeah. But at the same time, if you would have told me, if you would have not told me that it was a pandemic, I would have been like, man, the flu was really bad this year. Yeah. I mean, totally. like, I had it. But I- the flu was really bad this year. I, I drink. I, yeah, I tested positive for antibodies. I, I'm a smoker. I'm thick. You're lucky you didn't die. I'm in my 40s. I, I had almost no symptoms. I felt like I had a mild sinus infection for maybe like a day, but I have seasonal allergies, so I have a, you know, a little Flonase that I carry around with me anyway. So didn't really change anything that I did. But the homeless people are the best example of why COVID wasn't COVID. Oh my gosh! Like freaking. Immuno, immunocompromised junkies that have like open wounds and shit on their legs and arms that they, they are just eat, good to go. Sleep, fuck. They eat piss, out of the garbage. And do drugs and share drugs with each other in literally the same living environment. There was no mass extinction of homeless people during COVID. Can you get COVID they from sharing really a needle? Systems. Say what? again? They're really strong immune systems. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe. That's why I eat food off the ground at work. There you go. <laughs> Um, Some of the states that have pushed back on the administration throughout the course of the pandemic are Florida leading the way and Texas always right behind. Um, Jen Psaki weighed in. Oh! Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to get a heaping helping of her today. I hate her. Since Biden or Kamala Harris doesn't talk about anything related to their jobs, they have to wheel her out there to pathologically lie to the American public about it. Um, She's becoming a better liar. you got to give her credit. She's getting there. But she seems like she's becoming more unhappy too. Like she's more disgruntled, more just like pissed at the world. Well, can you imagine just waking up no, every day and knowing you have to shill for a bunch of bullshit? This isn't the job she signed up for. No. She, 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 she's a Barack Obama holdover, but th- this is not the she job. She thought it was going to be like, you know, 2021 love fest. Yeah. Well, it's going to be like the good old days. But she weighed in on states like Texas and Florida, uh, pushing back against the federal mandates and outlawing them in their states. Let's hear what she had to say. Is Texas over the uh, opposing the order for the vaccine mandates, and is there a risk that uh, kind of uh, the OSHA efforts essentially get tied up in litigation rather than having the immediate effect? Well, Josh, these requirements are promulgated by federal law. They're what? So I like how she pulls her hair back before she gets ready to roll. Um, his vaccine uh, mandates for businesses that, of course, we're waiting on OSHA regulations for as a next step. Nope. Um, 
that was pursuant to federal law and the implementation of federal law because it's an executive order. So our intention is to implement and continue to work to implement these requirements across the country, including in the states where there are attempts to oppose them. I will say, since you gave me the opportunity, um, Governor Abbott's executive order uh, banning mandates, and I would also note announcement by Governor DeSantis this morning, uh -huh. essentially banning the implementation of mandates. Oh. A fit of familiar pattern uh, that we've seen of putting politics ahead of public health. Over 700,000 American lives have been lost due to COVID-19, including more than 56,000 in Florida and over 68,000 in Texas. Pretty low numbers. And every leader yeah. should be focused on supporting efforts to save lives and end the pandemic. Why would you be taking steps that prevent the saving of lives, that make it more difficult to save lives in across the country or in any state. And I would also note that vaccine requirements have been standard in both the Lone Star State, Texas, in case you're not familiar, and the Sunshine State, Florida, in schools for decades, whether polio, measles, mumps, rubella, the chickenpox, there are vaccine requirements that have been implemented for decades in these states. Pretty interesting that she brings that up because the, you know what hasn't been out for dececades? or even tested is the COVID vaccines. Uh, yeah. Those vaccines that there's those kids get for school haven't even been tested either in over 30 years. Yeah. And you can be exempt from receiving those vaccines. It's a bit different. It's, it's pretty funny that she, she talks about these States. She'll give you the death numbers a la CNN, like Trump mentioned in the rally last week, the death o meter that they have up on the screen, but she also won't talk about is it back? cases, infections, hospitalizations, and deaths. Texas and Florida, third and fifth lowest in the country from the start of the pandemic to now. Yeah. Free and open, lowest mandates, lowest vaccines. Um, one of the things that this administration continues to forget, this goes and ties in with the audits as well. States' rights. We're going to reference the 10th Amendment here. Yeah. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, not prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or the people, mm. which means that they can not only push back on, but forbade federal mandates in regards to things like an untested, unapproved, without any literature vaccine that comes out of D.C. So, I mean, it's just the fact of the matter. It's the same thing with uh, the audits. If, if, Let's just say, for instance, Arizona wants to decertify, even though it was federally recorded on January 6th in the uh, Electoral College. It's the state's rights. It has no business of the of the federal government to determine on whether or not that action is, is legal or even up for debate. That's why you see all the, the hate on, this, on Big Dick Ron yeah. and, uh, yeah. and everybody else. I mean, there's just... You know, he's been dragged through the mud probably more than anybody this year, at least that that I've seen. Um, I mean, they know they can't do anything to stop what he's doing. And, you know, kind of to take that a point further, I mean, that just goes to show how important it is to get involved locally, yes. like on a local level, honestly, um, because they're not going to they're not going to, you know, go down uh, without a fight. And if, if you do want to get involved and do anything, I mean, it is so corrupt that they you know, they're making our, our parents that go to school board meetings, you know, right-wing terrorists now. Um, it, it, it's that important to get involved locally. Nothing is ever going to happen otherwise. Yeah, you, right. guys, you guys probably saw this week that one father who was detained at a school board meeting because yeah. his, his daughter was, was raped. And, uh, you know, right. yeah, they, they had the FBI start an investigation on that guy. They did? Yeah. 
and t- until the second parent came out and said that their child was also, oh. uh, yeah, sexually assaulted in the restroom by a boy who was allowed to wear skirts to school because he said he identified as a woman, only to wear them to school to sexually assault female children at the school. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's horrible. Well, I mean, you go, you go what you want. Yeah, you want that shit to go on, then you got to vote them out. Going to happen. Yeah, got to get involved locally. States' rights, or I mean, there's a reason why they exist. You know. Again, nothing's going to change on you know on a local level if you don't get involved. It's that time. Yeah. You got to yell at people. Yeah, I think you really do have to do. You get in the face of these people. I mean, you have to, especially for some of these, even from from audit to COVID to everything. I mean, I think that's what all this buildup and everything is leading to is to weaponize the American people again, to get them off their asses, to snap them out of their apathy, whatever you want to call it. Um, Because for far too long, we just I mean, no one really just gave a shit, honestly. And they these criminals were allowed to do whatever they whatever the hell they wanted for decades and centuries. And um, this is the only way that we can do it to take it back. We can't rely on judges. We can't rely on the FBI, obviously, and then some other uh, clown agencies. It's it's up to us. I mean, that's the and, and you know, uh, General Flynn put something out yesterday that I thought was pretty powerful. Um, where are we going to go if America falls? Where there's nowhere else? There's nowhere else to go. Like if we don't fight for this last you know bastion of freedom, um, where are we going to go? What's going to happen? Are we just going to submit to this uh, globalist corporatocracy? You know who yeah. else said that? Back in the 80s, an ex-KGB operative, Yuri Brezhnev, hmm. said that hmm. we're all in the same boat. And if the boat sinks, we're all here together because, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. there's no other country to go. There's no other place you can go. This is it. He's here, and he's in the boat with us now. And, yeah. It's if you haven't watched that, go look it up. It's it's a long interview. A lot of people, Yuri they, Brezhnev? yeah, Yuri Brezhnev, I believe. Yeah, no, he's great. I mean, he said it exactly, you know, for what it is and what's happening today is exactly how he described it back then. Yep. So I found a brief excerpt of uh, that Yuri Brezhnev clip. So it's KGB defector Yuri Brezhnev, or Bezmanov with no, no R, warning to America. So here's just the part talking about basically we're all in the same boat. You got nowhere else to go. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to. Unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. Yeah. So, you know, he's not wrong. No. It's pretty interesting how that's relevant still approximately 40 years later. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to have to be scoping out those underground bases in Antarctica pretty soon here. I mean, I like penguins, but not that much. Yeah. Well, Joe Rogan's studio looks like an underground bunker. Yeah. And uh, ours is an underground bunker, kind of. We rarely play him. I'm not a huge fan. I do like when he has on people like AJ. Yeah. And, you know, I'll I'll listen to those ones. But in general, you know, it just kind of is what it is. I I, I don't know how I feel about him. I I don't not like him, but I'm I'm not a huge fan. Uh, He's definitely... Woken up a little bit more. He's on the team now. I yeah. mean, he's, he might be a pinch hitter, but... Only after he got attacked. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, exactly. sometimes that's what it takes. Well, that's the best part about all this stuff, is when people see how absolutely ridiculous it is. Like, well, this person's just doing a show, and they're having a conversation about something, and now they're trying to cancel him. It's just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. 
you're just waking up more people. Like the more full retard you go, the worse it gets. Well, for instance, like Dave Chappelle, how many people you think have watched oh his gosh. Netflix special since? I watch it just because of everything I heard, and it's awesome. Yeah, I was going to lie to you. My favorite part about the Dave Chappelle uh, new special, what's it called? Uh, the Closer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is there's this purple-haired tank Two sitting in the middle. Yeah, they're sitting right next I to each other. And they seem so unthrilled <laughs> at some points, and it's amazing. <laughs> like, they laugh. And then they sit there and like they don't agree with something and you just watch. And like there's one point where it pans back to the crowd and you could tell the cameraman's like, oh shit, that's a tank again. And he fucking jerks the camera out of the way. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Right as she had like the most disgusted look on her face too. I remember. Well, it's like she's, I, I caught that too. She was enjoying it to, to like to some extent, you know, and then all of a sudden it got real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first- and then I couldn't stop looking for her. Like anytime I went back to the crowd, I'm like, where is she? Where is she? Yeah, the first 10 or 15 minutes are jokes, and then the last hour and 30 are nothing but destroying the whole tranny narrative. Yeah, and it's his, la- it's his last special anyway, so he's like, whatever, fuck it. Last special for now. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, getting back to Joe Rogan, Sanjay Gupta, resident doctor, resident yeah. liar. Resident evil. Stepped into the lion's den with Joe this week. I, I don't know why... He would agree to do something like this because when you know these things are going to go two, three hours. I feel like he probably didn't get clearance from the tower for this one. Yeah. I was really surprised he did it, to be honest. And I'm I'm actually happy with the way Joe called him out. Yeah. Oh, and he just wouldn't, he wouldn't let it go. He's like, no, 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 you're going to answer this part first. We're not going to. You know, the way CNN attacked him and everybody for taking horse dewormer, you know, he's like. I'm going to get some payback here. Yeah, no, he really nailed him down on those, yeah. you know, it's something he normally doesn't do. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan either, but like he doesn't go after yeah. stuff like that to nail people down. Um, I agree. Too often. I think I've listened good- to a lot of his shows and I, you know, I like him. Um, that's one of the good things about him though, is that he will, he, he's not easily distracted. Like if you're on a certain point, yeah, like somebody can go on a, a, a tangent and they'll go off and talk about something else, and oh, be like, like, "When AJ's on, yeah." But back, back back to this, back to the part that I originally mentioned. You know, yeah. like he's really <laughs> yeah. good about like, I don't know if he's taking all of his own little uh, alpha brain stuff or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hear a couple of those excerpts from the show right now, and uh, kind of how bad Doctor Sanjay got beat up. Let's listen to it. Know what the long-term consequences of myocarditis in young people that comes from the vaccine are? I don't think we we can we don't know, and I think the only way we can know long-term things, to be perfectly honest, uh, of any of these aspects of the vaccine, the only way we can know long-term stuff is with the passage of time. You know, for certain. That's but myocarditis, well, scar tissue it, it, of the heart. It, it, it is. The idea that your son could get vaccinated and most likely he would have been fine if he got COVID, and that your son could catch myocarditis I, and have permanent heart problems. I, well, I don't know that we can say the person will be fine if they get COVID, Joe. I mean, a young boy. Well, they, they, I, most young boys with no when you comorbidities. Say fine, you mean what? That they're not going to die? I mean, like me, I had COVID. You, you, you look fine. like you look like you're as strong as an ox. Yes, I give you that. But you know, I you, you get teenagers who who will have these long COVID naps. You get you get. What does that mean? They just they're tired all the time. They get these sort of long hauler type symptoms. Twenty four hours later. Whew. It's a lot there. It's like trying to herd cats, Sanjay, in a discussion like that. He shoots off in all these different tangents. No, he doesn't. And he says there's a lot we don't know about this, that, and the other thing. Myocarditis, though, when you're talking about risks of myocarditis, which is inflammation around the heart, we know the risks of COVID 
causing that, don't we? Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, th that, that's the thing, and therein lies wow. the nuance again. Uh, it, it is a fair question to bring up the idea of the side effect of the vaccines potentially being myocarditis. Um, but you also have to compare this to the, the risk of myocarditis from the disease itself. And let me show you, I mean, what? because I think this was the data that, that, that Joe was talking about, although, you know, it, it's tough sometimes to keep up. But overall, if you look and say there's a background rate of myocarditis that just occurs even before the pandemic with the vaccines, how many more additional cases per 100,000 people? Um, about 2.7, as you can see there. But from the disease itself, it's around 11. I mean, to, to be fair, both of these are rare and almost always these these cases of myocarditis resolved. People were fine. They didn't require further treatment. Now, now you also see there that he didn't mention how many more of those myocarditis cases increased from kids who got COVID after they got the vaccine. There, there were two numbers and there should be a third one or a connector to both of those. And, and that stat is conveniently left out. Yeah, that's that's one of those convenient how to lie with numbers bullshit totally. myocarditis it's inflammation like, of your heart that causes your heart to repair it with scar tissue that doesn't go away ever and it, yeah, no, he's downplaying it it's like after like after one year you've got 20 percent chance of dying and then every year after that it increases i think it's like what is it um 50 plus percent or 55 percent more likely to die after four and a half years with myocarditis it's not like something that just goes away that seems like it's worse than the covid death rate yeah totally yeah i think the one part that we all wanted to hear about was and something that we talk about on the show all the time was the the brief segment they did on the ivermectin and that was probably one of the best deliverance of body blows to Gupta that that joe landed throughout the course of that three-hour marathon pod so let, let's hear him kind of this is where you could tell every time gupta tried to get off the ropes joe put him right back on the, there the tone of his voice it was extremely personal listen to this one thing i get it's that. a lie it's a lie on a news network it, it, and it's a lie that's a willing that's that's a lie that they're conscious of that the fda put out what did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. You they think? said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Stop taking this stuff, or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel the, Prize. The Nobel Prize in 2015. 15, yeah. Yeah, no, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie? And say that's horse dewormer. I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is. Th but don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like here it is. This is He's got it in the studio. Got it with right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, do you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like, I feel like I'm missing. Like I'm missing. Do you think I want that to, that's a problem that your news network not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what did they and said say? I was taking what horse What did they say? You fucking First of all, know. It was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was a bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication 
for parasitic disease. And as you say, it's probably, you know, I think, what, a quarter billion people have taken it around the world? More, I get that. Way more. So Way but, more. Can, Billions can, of people have taken it. Can I just come back to the one? I want to talk about I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, no. things you on the ledger. To, you have them. Before we get to that, does it bother you that the... Two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, no, things no. on you the ledger. To, you have, before we get to that, does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied, well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer? They, they, they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. There you go. Yeah, you do. Yeah. He, you think he uh, was welcomed with open arms when he came back after that? Oh, <laughs> man. He's probably just thinking this was a terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. And I'm with Don Lemon. Didn't he after that? I saw a clip. I forgot where. Yeah, and they oh. tried to just spin it and validate everything that he was, a, yeah. well, basically tricked into admitting. Oh, did you say the clip with Don Lemon? Yeah, the clip with Don Lemon. Okay, Don let's, Lemon. let's listen to it. Name's Squirman. Report. I know it was in, in large part a tongue-in-cheek interview, you know, because it's Joe Rogan and no, there's uh, lots of you're jockeying back and forth. Horse and cow but interview. But he, he did say something about ivermectin that I think wasn't actually correct about CNN and lying, okay? Mm. Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. So it is not a lie to say that the drug is used as a horse dewormer. Also Nobel Prize winning. I, I think that's important. And it is not approved for COVID. Correct? That's right. That's correct. It, it, it is not approved for COVID. And you're right. And an the FDA there. even put out a, a statement saying, you know, basically reminding people it was a strange sort of message from the FDA, but that said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, stop taking this stuff, is essentially what they said, referring to ivermectin. Now, I think what, what Joe's point that is... That it has been approved for humans, and, but not necessarily for COVID, right? Yeah. That's correct. It's been it's been used for a parasitic disease for something it's called river blindness, and it's been very effective for that. But, you know, just because it works for one thing doesn't mean it works for something else. Right. And, you know, there's still a few ongoing clinical trials around ivermectin. But for the most part, if you look at the data, there's no evidence that it that it really works here. When Joe got sick, he took ivermectin. Who's he also data? took monoclonal exactly. antibodies, mm -hmm. which is, you know, an infusion of these antibodies. So he took both those things. It's, it's, it's very likely it was the monoclonal antibodies uh, that made him feel uh. better so quickly. Sanjay, always a pleasure. I hope this was an easier uh, experience. Of course it was. You mean the monoclonal antibodies that they will not prescribe to you once you're already in the hospital? Right. He was licking right. his butthole. That's why the interview was a lot easier than the one when he went on Joe Rogan. And, and those clinical trials they're talking about with ivermectin is the dissection of the drug so they can rebuild it. And instead of it being $0.68 cents a pill, it's going to be $700 a pill in the form of Pfizer-mectin. Yeah. Now more expensive. Yeah. Hey, man, just look at the data, all right? Just look at the data. Yeah, who, whose data? <laughs> exactly. They can say that. They say that every single time. It's like, what what data are you referring to? And let's trust trust the experts, trust the science. It's all yeah. It's this broad broad stroke science. Yeah, like, like, trust this one, but not that one. Yeah. So yeah. Our our experts, not yours. Yeah. Hey, CNN could do whatever they want. They have not had a show with over a million viewers in months. They are finished. Even when they shit on Joe Biden. That's that's the good part about talking to other people who are in the business. You know, people like Christina Bob and Mike Crispy will be the first person to rattle off as soon as you ask them a question that's related to either one of CNN or MSNBC. They'll be like, dude, they're tanking. Their entire network is tanking. No yeah, one's well, listening I mean, to them anymore. And that uh, that affects their ad revenue and everything. So they're, I mean, 
they're well, feeling you look at it. who the their ad revenue is coming from i mean most i mean every other commercial is a big pharma commercial like every yeah. other commercial is for this new well, pill i mean or the shingles vaccine that's some who's other, propping them up yeah exactly exactly the pharmaceutical industrial complex man is um you know in full force is really in control of of these media organizations yeah they sure are and if that wasn't a, a bigger red pill enough for the people in the uh Joe Rogan demographic, all your MMA fans and your CBD oil fans. We have had some news out of uh, professional sports this week, specifically the NBA, where a player from the Atlanta Hawks, his name is escaping me right now. I should have wrote it down. I think his last name is Collins. He was forced to get the vaccine, and uh, he suffered some side effects, which included uh, blood clots, which ended his season and if his uh, status doesn't improve, will be his career. Um, I thought that was really unfortunate. Uh, he had come out on his Twitch account. Brandon Goodwin. Goodwin. He told hundreds of thousands of people on a Twitch live that uh, the NBA told him to keep quiet about it because of the wow. yeah the, the PR uh, effect that it might have. Um, so he's not a superstar, but someone who is is Kyrie Irving one of the big three out of the Brooklyn Nets organization. Uh, he has been banned from the team until he is fully vaccinated. You're talking about someone that's in the probably top 10, 15 highest contracts in the league. Uh, you know, he's, he's one of the best players as far as point guards go and has been for a number of years. Um, and, and he's kind of going through it right now. So, like I said, if the Joe Rogan red pill event with Sanjay Gupta wasn't enough to wake up the masses, now you have a whole different demographic probably more in line with people who who originally identified with Nicki Minaj when she came out about it when Kyrie jumped on Instagram this week and did a live talking about his situation let's listen to that real quick you know I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to uh you know speak on what's true and what's mine you know nobody's gonna hijack my voice nobody's gonna take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things you know and don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that shit, man. Like, like really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. Mm. Uh, people are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect, you know, and and I don't want to um, sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? You know, if, if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions, or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. You know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. This this wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. And, uh, you know, I had a, a chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my, my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this, this is not part of, uh, <laughs> you know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians and doctors. I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like I'm, I'm just a person 
uh, who, who's being utilized as, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just hearing the way people speak so, con- you know, with so much conviction about what I should be doing in my life and, and what, you know, my teammates should be feeling about me, what the organization be feeling about me. And- so there's that. So their, their issue is that he's a basketball player who's going to be playing on a court with other basketball players, but he has a potential to have a disease, maybe. I see where you're going with this. Just just finish the finish the idea. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's been I, all over social media, just I, say it. Yeah, I feel like somebody else, uh, you know, played with uh, uh, HIV. <laughs> and then if you're going to exactly. go on the actual cdc.gov website, HIV basics, what's HIV? Oh, nice. .html. HIV, human immunodeficiency virus, is a virus that attacks the body's immune system. If HIV is not treated, it can lead to AIDS. Mm. There is currently no effective cure. Wow. Once people get HIV, they have it for life. But with proper medical care, HIV can be controlled. One of my favorite South Park episodes ever. Right? (laughs) But like, they let magic play with that, and they're going to screw with this guy over... Getting a vaccine for something that has a 99.97, whatever, 9899, whatever percentage it is now. Uh-huh. Survivability rate. Uh-huh. It's insane. I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously Magic is doing okay with HIV, but still. The best part about this whole narrative is you bring on some doctor that I would say close to an overwhelming majority knows is a complete liar and beat him up for being one is fine. It's funny. You get a couple red pills here and there. You bring somebody up that has nothing to do with politics and have him talk directly and using the words forced vaccines, mandates, and how it's negatively affecting his career and his family and that he feels for other people that are going through it. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. I wonder how much suppression that interview had. Oh, it probably got millions and millions of views. Yeah. So, but social media views, not like published published on the actual, you know, news organization websites and ESPN. Right. Um, Go ahead, Vance. I was going to say, I've noticed that it's been totally like throttled, kind of blacklisted, black, uh, just whatever you want to call it, shadow banned. Um, they're suppressed. It's definitely being suppressed. Yeah, anything that doesn't go with what they want it to say is going to get dropped. But if it's like, let's say that he was saying, no, I think it's good that I got forced to take the vaccine. You know, I was hesitant and, you know, maybe I was just being stupid and now I'm safe. And if he would have said that, they'd be playing it every 10 minutes on every freaking channel available. 100%. It's garbage. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to round up this COVID segment right now. How did we get here? Like where we are right now, how how does this how does this even fucking happen? Well, people agreed to give up their freedoms to to for fifteen days to slow the spread. Yep, fear that's, porn, man. How, that's many day, how many days are we at now? No, yeah. I mean, lot. well, we've already talked about it because of the southwest border and its close proximity to the city of San Diego. We've gone through probably some of the least restrictive restrictions in California down here. But I mean, you you go out anywhere. In Southern California. Is the border closed? No. no. Not that I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Wait times may vary. Boop. <laughs> uh, if you go around San Diego, you don't see a lot of COVID anything. I do notice that a lot less people are out, 
but I'm seeing less and less masks. Oh, the masks are just so much more pronounced now. When you see somebody, you just like you look at them and you're like, "Yeah, know, you're right? one of the ones you're that are left." Retarded. Yeah, you're one of the ones that are left. <laughs> like so, I literally find yeah, myself fine. giving people like scornful looks as I walk past them, and like you know they see like that's got to be like. 90% of the population looks at you like, what? what is wrong with you? Are you, are you an idiot? Oh, I know, especially when I see somebody outside riding their bike or oh just my alone. That's the worst. Nuts. Yeah. Or I yell out my window driving. at people. People driving. I've seen a few people in the car with their masks on alone driving. I'm like, seriously? Well, they might be Uber drivers. I think they have to. Well, you know what? I have I have watched, a, I saw a video on Twitter this morning. It was It was like a commercial. And it was like, did you know now that we're entering the fall seasons, there's going to be, you know, increased winds and this, that, and the other thing. Being downwind from someone who coughs and has COVID could be dangerous to your oh mind. Yeah, it was one of those. And, and what it had was, you know, some, some old person was out walking his dog and he like, he, I thought he was bending over to like pick up dog poop. And then they panned to some like group of kids with no masks on coughing. And then it pans immediately back to the old person who like looks up and that's where like, that part of the video stops and it goes into like the, did you know being downwind from someone who has COVID and they cough could be dangerous to your health, blah, 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 blah. Can you send me That's that insane. ad? Because I think there should be some clever editing. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go try and find that one yeah. as soon as we're done. Yeah, this video I saw last year of this girl with her outside with her mask on hmm. uh, walking her dog. She forgot, like, you know, those like poop poop bags to yeah. pick up the poop. So she used her fucking mask. No, that was, oh, uh, wasn't that? Put it wasn't back that a on famous person? Face. Yeah, that was a, that was a famous person. That was one of those uh, Kardashians, right? No, no. Wasn't it? I don't think so. No, no, it wasn't the Kardashians. It was just some girl and somebody was uh, videotaping her from the, their car. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was, it was like some black chick and she was walking by like yeah. a, a metal railing fence and someone was making fun <laughs> of her from the car. Um, put it back on and her And she face. put it back on her face. <laughs> Gotta love it. My butt's been wiped. Uh, was out yesterday, and uh, was talking about some of these things briefly because he only is allowed to talk in in ten minute segment. And and before we get into this this segment with with basements, um, breaking news coming across right now. I just saw on Twitter, Johnson and Johnson has not approved, and neither is the FDA, but they have endorsed a COVID booster for eighteen plus moving forward for the people who've gotten the single shot jab of theirs so it'll be interesting to see how fast they can roll that one out let's just come across in the last couple minutes but biden wow. spoke yesterday as he continued his his build back crappier tour and he was talking about the misinformation with numbers which last week he gave credit to certain airline companies who at one point had below 70 cent 70 percent vaccine rates and after they fired all of their employees who refused to get it Shot up to ninety nine percent because that's math. Oh God! Yeah, exactly. So let's let, let's hear how he kind of weighed in on, on on some of the things related to the COVID misinfo. Let's be clear: <laughs> vaccination requirements should not be another issue that divides us. Uh, that's why we continue to battle the misinformation that's out there, and companies and communities are setting up there, uh, stepping up as well to combat these, the misinformation. Southwest Airlines, at the head of the pilot, the head of the pilot's union and its CEO, dismissed critics who claim vaccination mandates contributed to flight disruption. Now they fired their employees. School board members, religious leaders, and doctors across the country are fighting misinformation and educating people about the importance of vaccines. 
All these efforts are going to help us continue moving the dial to eliminate this disease. Eliminate the population is more like it. What do you guys think about that one? If you you can't achieve the numbers that you mandate, you fire everyone who refuses to make up the numbers you need to get over the finish line. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's what they've been doing this entire time since the beginning of this whole thing uh, is just making up numbers and data. I mean, you just look at the PCR tests. Oh yeah. uh, Even with the unemployment and they act like they're like, yeah, no great. I don't know how you get past those numbers. 3.4 million people walked away from their jobs in August of 2021 and only 194,000 jobs were created in September of 2021. Mm. And we're entering the holiday season. Well, you just have to take all the people who uh, walked away from their jobs and take them out of the population. Yeah. By putting them in camps. <laughs> Coming soon. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're laughing now, but... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit that I've reality. laughed about that come true, so... I know. I hate to Alex Jones everything, but... No, oof. it's pretty funny. Last year, we, we were at Nick's house in the garage, and we'd be like, yeah, fuck that. That's not going to happen. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. It's cool to have a few days off from work for shut, shutting down everything to slow the spread and... Now look at us. Now look at us. Um, you you want to know what's also not funny? The, the fact that they are going after children with these things, 12 and under, so that would be ages 5 to 11 yeah. now. That's their target range. And, uh, you know, people like Donald Trump have talked about it since the 80s. Vaccines for kids aren't as good as the vaccines they make for adults, and, and Donald Trump's big harp on that thing has always been the amount uh, then you get some of the side effects and the negative reactions from the vaccines because they're not able, every kid is different. It's not like adults where you can kind of, you know, once you get to a certain age or a certain height or a certain weight, you know, your, your BMI is a certain thing, you know, you're not going to, some people will react. If you weigh 90 pounds, you might act, react a little bit worse than you do to someone if you're like 200 pounds. But at the end of the day, it's not going to kill you hypothetically, not talking about this vaccine. That one's excluded. No, oh, you're saying that they're one size fits all for no matter what, like if the kid weighs 110 pounds or, 60 pounds yeah. that, that that's where you kind of seems dangerous. The, yeah. And then everybody's yeah. immune system and, and development, whether it's from uh, cardiovascular all the way up to, you know, like the brain and stuff, what parts of development are they in and how the vaccine is going to affect them, you know, when they're hitting those steps as a kid. He I mean, not to advocate using medication for animals, but like when I give my dog medication, it says like, you know, dogs that weigh this much, get this much. Hmm. Dogs weigh that much, get that much. Your dog take yeah, they're, giving, they're giving children like up to six <laughs> immunizations at one time. Yeah. Like how, how is that? How is that okay? I, I think, yeah, I think a lot of the stuff with the vaccination is the amount and how early on it is. And it's not spread out. It's just like, yeah, give them all the shots right now. Just, you know, bang it out. I don't think, personally, I don't think any of them are needed to, you know, and, but that's just me. None of my kids are vaccinated and they're totally fine. They're actually healthier than most of my friends' children that are fully vaccinated. I mean, you're giving a newborn baby a, a shot that has a black box label. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That, it's insane. Why? They'd never needed this before. It's just they keep adding on to these schedules. And you notice the, the rate of autism and childhood cancers and all these other things have increased drastically and all, you know, it correlates with all of the the increased vaccination. I was having a conversation with somebody who was talking about like one of their coworkers, older, older gentleman from, you know, a different era, but uh, he was saying that like, Oh yeah, you know, he didn't get vaccinated for polio and then he got polio. I'm like, oh, I wonder how many times that actually happens though. Mm. Well, what about that dad in New Jersey that got a settlement from um, 
from the uh, pharmaceutical company, his daughter was given the polio vaccine and he changed her diaper. He got polio from changing her diaper and they wow. paid him out like a couple million dollars. Wow. That's something yeah. I, I wish I, happened to me. I you, you want polio now? For a couple mil. Yeah. I well, feel like, I feel like it's not good for you. Like, yeah. Well, they are coming for the kids. And 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 Basement's kind of alluded to it in, in the next clip we're going to listen to. He fought, rounded up his speech with this one. Now, I know parents uh, out there are anxiously waiting for a vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. They're anxiously waiting? The no. The good news no is the FDA and outside experts from the CDC oh. are yeah. set to make its, it's determination time. as to whether the vaccine will be authorized for that age range in the next few weeks. If authorized, we are ready. We have purchased enough vaccines for all children between the ages of 5 and 11 what? in the United States. And we'll be, it'll be convenient for parents to get their children vaccinated at trusted locations. And families will be able to sleep easier at night McDonald's drive knowing their kids are protected as well. I am so scared for this stuff. Yeah, we've actually talked. I mean, our kids are going to go to private alternative schools if they mandate this vaccine. My daughter, who's not even 10 years old yet, has been doing a lot of research on her own. And she, she actually has developed a fear of the stuff that's going on with the vaccine from stuff she's seen either on, like, proxy TikTok or YouTube videos. So, I mean, it was without any of our influence, really. I mean, I'm against it. My wife's, like, more of a, like, not care uh, for the vaccine. I mean, she's not for it. She doesn't think, you know, she's for medical freedoms, but in regards to everything, like she can honestly give two shits, but my daughter has developed, she doesn't see the inherent danger, right? Potential. And, but my daughter has developed a, an actual fear and she is verbalized like, I'm, well, we don't know what's inside of that stuff. You know, that's the stuff that she sees on the internet. Yeah. And, and for yeah. someone that's not even 10 years old and to be, you know, feeling that way, it's like, well, what are you going to do? So that's a proud dad moment too. Yeah, it sure, sure. is. I mean, she she definitely hasn't fallen far from the tree. Well, isn't isn't it like the uh, the amount of complications that they have admitted, like the percentages, versus the actual danger of a child that age having any issues from COVID? Like, isn't isn't the shot like way more dangerous when they when you yeah. actually look at the numbers? Well, then no, it-, it is, and it's crazy that people are not you know taking that into account. Like these parents that can't wait to vaccinate their children, like really. Yeah. Rather vaccinate your child and risk all of these things happening. Yeah, it's just oh, it's a small risk. It's like yeah, but if your kid gets, there's no nobody can be held liable. That's one thing, you know, and they don't even know. Like, yeah, if you get if you get your kid with like uh, heart inflammation and and have scar tissue on their heart as a developing child, like that is huge. They, they're protected from COVID, you know. Yeah. COVID that's going to hit them like the most minimal flu they've ever had, most likely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I talked to you guys about it a few weeks ago, those fear porn emails that my kid's school district sends home that, you know, I got so tired of seeing them. And I, I, one that stands out to me was that like 38 people in the district had either been exposed or tested positive for COVID. And then when I went and ran the numbers, it was in a district of between kids and employees, 70 plus thousand people. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, it's it's so small of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of 1%. It's ridiculous. Mm. If they just stopped testing, this shit would be done, you know, yeah. fairly quickly. It's just insane. Like people are getting testing themselves without any symptoms whatsoever it's like okay so 
why are you testing for something like you don't even show symptoms for or that you don't even feel sick? Yeah, how yeah. are these people getting COVID tests when they have no reason to get a COVID test? Like, are you just doing yeah. it like daily just for shits and giggles? Like, I understand if you're unvaccinated and your workplace is going to do that nonsensical, like, oh, you're going to get tested twice weekly it. bullshit, then yeah. But like, I think people are just going out and getting tested all the time just because they're freaking scared. I told you I saw a woman at the pharmacy who was clearly younger than me. She was in way better shape than me. But she just looked like one of those cat people, you know, like translucent skin, doesn't go out that much. Has been scared the entire time COVID's been around. Seven masks. She was trying to manipulate the woman at the counter to get a booster before they were available in California. Beekeeper suit. Yikes. Yeah, and she's like, no, 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 I I had my second shot. I'm here for my third. And the lady's like, "Mm, we're not giving it for your age range yet. She's like, oh, no, my work told me. And I watched this pharmacist call her work and tell her work. If you told her, stop telling her because we're not giving it for that age demographic yet. You know, wow, nice. She, we're not, yeah. We're, She's like, can you just give me another one of the other vaccines then? Just mix them up. Give me a cocktail. I wonder how I want to know how many people have gotten all of them. You know, that narrative's starting to get Some into the news. Are, They're saying now that. Yeah, that, yeah, that you can do a, a COVID cocktail, it's called. Yeah. yeah. Oh, With they're the saying that that's a good thing. You could do it now. I thought they were saying that that was No, I actually, I actually saw it on the news this morning. Yep. They've been leaking that out. An actor, I think it was. Well, they're trying to just make sure all the companies get a little money now. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of this stuff has been paid for, and uh, that's the only part of the economy doing well right now as we're rounding third. And well, we're, home. our taxes are paying for a lot of this shit, and, and we'll yeah, continue you heard to Biden just say it, especially yeah, you just with said the it. kids. We purchased these. We yep. purchased these. Who paid for those? I'd, I'd like for we them to say you purchased these. Hey, yeah. Seriously though, and yeah. I want to know exactly what the number is that's coming out of my wallet. There you go. Um, the economy's awful right now. You think? Inflation's through the roof. Oof. There, there's a lot of fear porn going around about uh, fuel prices, not just the ones at the pump, but the ones to heat your homes. Uh, economists are looking at anywhere between 55 and 60% more expensive in cold weather regions to heat your home this year as it was last. Wow. Uh, yeah, just imagine. I mean, if well, they got to try to torpedo the middle class any way they can. And, and they sure are doing a good job of it. Um, John Solomon talked with uh, Dr. Arthur Laffler this morning about um, some of the stuff that's going on with the economy and the unprecedented uh, peacetime inflation rates here that we haven't seen uh, since, you know, shortly after World War II. Let's hear what they kind of had to say in regards to this narrative that's that's becoming more and more important every day. National debt now exceeds the annual GDP of the United States economy. Inflation's heating up. You, you hear the Fed talking about uh, maybe raising interest rates to slow it down. Is this a perfect storm about to happen? And what happens to our federal budget if interest rates start to go up, even just one or two points? Mm. Yeah, it it may not be a perfect storm, but it's a really bad storm that's coming up here. When you look at these numbers and these deficit numbers and these uh, debt to GDP or whatever the ratios you want to look at, this is unprecedented in peacetime in the United States history. Uh, It puts us in in, in third world country status. Nice. Uh, And I I want to just mention to to, to your audience, John, that uh, as first chief economist at the OMB, there are a lot of ways of not reporting the numbers accurately. Believe me when I tell you that. For example, none of the unfunded liabilities of government programs are included in any of these numbers. And those numbers, the unfunded liabilities, are much, much larger than the national debt. They, they really are huge numbers, and they're not even mentioned or even talked about. And this bill would increase the unfunded liabilities dramatically. Nice. Also in this bill, and the uh, provisions that they're going through, there are a lot of gimmicks. And I know these gimmicks because back in the day, every budget uh, OMB, every OMB 
tries to get those gimmicks to report numbers that are less than ever. For example, the cutoff dates. They're, they're messing with the cutoff dates of the program so it doesn't look nearly as large when you look at the 10-year period. Looking at a 10-year period also makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and they have very faulty models. For example, their model showed the Trump tax cuts costing $1.5 trillion over 10 years. And yet, in the first two years of the Trump's tax cuts, um, uh, revenues exceeded, greatly exceeded what those were before. So the bill paid for itself within two years, even though they said that it would be a deficit, a massive deficit over 10 years. They're doing the same mistake, only this time in the opposite direction. They're claiming their tax increases will reduce the deficit dramatically. They won't. They will increase the deficit quite substantially, especially those taxes on the highest income earners, corporates, et cetera. Well, there you go. And, and those numbers he was referencing to the, tra- the t- Trump tax cuts, they were proposed to, you know, be worth about $1.9 trillion in spending over the course of 10 years. However, they didn't expect to bring in nearly $3 trillion in revenue in just two years, which essentially yeah. paid for it and, and, and actually put some money back in the bank um, compared to the inflation rates. Now, this is coming at the same time where you've had both Joe Biden and Jen Psaki in the last 48 hours telling Americans that due to the the product and the and the shipping shortages across the world because they won't let cargo containers unload in in, in Long Beach and and San Francisco, Los Angeles and Atlanta um, and Newark that not to expect, you know, not just Christmas presents to come out for these holidays. That, that, that we're heading into right now, but, but maybe even basic food needs. And I know anybody that's gone to the grocery store that's listening in, in the United States over the past couple of months has noticed, you know, there's just stuff that's not there anymore. And it's pricey. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. at Costco last weekend and I got the last of the toilet paper and the paper towels. I mean, the shelves were cleaned. It was, they were down to the last pallet. We're doing was, toilet paper again? Wild. We are. Really? Well, it's just because they're not getting any in. So it, it, the appearance is, is that there's none there. So people are like fear buying. Well, they got that too, and they're not even—they're not delivering anymore. Yeah, and then and then you have Joe Biden. Yesterday, he goes on the fucking news to talk about how all of these companies have agreed to work with with customs and 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 with the you know the brokers and stuff to get these ships unloaded. They're going to work seven days a week, twenty four seven, going into the holiday season. Then he starts talking shit about them. Like I don't like Amazon, <laughs> and I don't like fucking Walmart, and I don't like Target. But if these guys, their CEOs, are admitting to like, okay, we're going to help your fuck up by making our employees now work more going into the holidays. Good job. And then he goes and starts shit talking them about how like the conglomerate conglomerate shouldn't be the ones running the country anyway, in regards to the economy after they fucked up the economy. Well, and then especially in California with all the, the regulations on truck drivers, for instance, like what is the, like the, the oldest truck that you're allowed to use now is like 2012 or something like that. Like, Really? That's obviously going to cause a lot of issues with like these owner operators, which they're trying to get rid of. Yeah, but trucks from Mexico yeah. can come in and deliver produce and deliver bulk product. The and 1986 Freightliner. Yeah, exactly. You can't even see the truck. There's so much fucking smoke around it on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, wow. econ- the economy is definitely something that's not looking to improve anytime soon. And at the same point, I think is one of the greatest uh, issues facing, you know, the country right now, in addition to the middle class. And that has nothing to do except with the uh, terrible job that the administration's done with uh, initiating a lot of these new regulations and stuff that have just plus with the mandates. It, it, it's pretty much it free, freezing a lot of the, the transportation and transit of these products from getting to the American people. 
Yeah. I mean, it feels like we're witnessing the end of the central banking system with the Federal Reserve. And I mean, this is the everyone's trying to get as much profit as they can and buy up as much land and do everything else before it all collapses. And, you know, this pandemic, I think, was used as a catalyst to kind of hide and cover that up, amongst other things. Um, I mean, hats off to the deep state players that that pulled this off or are seemingly pulling this off because it's, uh, you know, something that uh, needs to be fixed. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, there's no way out of it to, unless we just get rid of the, the federal reserve and, and the central banking system, obviously. Yeah. It's not by uh, kicking the budgets down the road and increasing no. the debt ceiling every time. That's the opposite of what needs to get done. Exactly. Deep state players. Sounds Where like some end? shitty jazz band. <laughs> don't give them any ideas. Yeah. So I did say we we're going to kind of end on a positive note. Oh, good. And I got three good ones heading into the finale here. So Jen Saki yesterday was asked if she over the weekend caught or if even basements had caught any of the Trump rally. <laughs> oh, nice. Because of how many of the players in D.C. I mean, he called Nancy Pelosi a maniac. He told everybody <laughs> that Omar married her brother to gain citizenship in the United States. He made fun of no lies detected. Yeah. Chuck Schumer and, and, and Joe Biden, especially. Um, so let's hear what her reaction was in regards to that random question that came out of the audience yesterday. Just do the hair flip. <laughs> to deliver for the American people. Uh, he didn't watch the rally. Aww. I can assure you of that. I'm not sure he's even seen clips of the rally. He, he looks for a way. Of course he's worried about the threat. I think he's talked about uh, what we saw on January 6th. Uh, oh, the threat God. of one of the darkest days in our democracy, oh. what we've seen wow. in the blind, blind people blindly following uh, what it, we know are debunked, sometimes conspiracy theories, the oh. spreading of misinformation, whether it's about democracy or covid. Of mm. course, he's concerned about that. But uh, the best role he can play, the most important uh, thing he can do is to Hip work to lead the country to bring people together in areas where we agree, to get things done, to deliver, to show the American people that government can work for them. Uh, and that's what he's going to spend his time and energy focused on. Go ahead. Mm, yeah. So somebody uh, asked about the Trump rally. She kicks back with... I can assure you he didn't watch it. That January 6th, COVID, and bringing Democrats together because apparently all the rest of the country... I wonder how Mr. Garrison felt about that clip. because it was, Talking that was, points. That was probably the best one of the day. Oh, scissor me timbers! <laughs> Save the best for last. Uh, I mean, seriously. It, there's She's not much comment, commentary you can give on that one, but there is commentary on the next one. Mm. Uh, I know we've all heard it by now. Um, I put up a post on, on our Instagram that says, just a quote from Donald Trump that says, imagine being married to that. Talking, <laughs> talking in regards to Hillary Clinton and her husband. Gross. Um, Bill, who's in uh, UCI Medical Center in Orange County, California, where he's receiving treatment in the ICU. For- when did he get vaccinated? Was that like way back when they were all, vol- a bunch of ex-presidents were volunteering to get it on video? I think they did an event. Either it was via Zoom or something, but yeah. So right. he's had it for a while. Right. So, well, yeah. he probably got the saline anyways because yeah. he's one yeah, of the elites. I don't think but he got the actual shot. Pretty interesting to see. He's suffering from sepsis? Yeah, That's and, what they're and, telling us. That's yeah. awkward. And, and Hillary just went rushed by his side because he's dying. Yeah, her her and, and and Huma made it out to to California to be by his side. It's pretty funny. Juanita Broderick, former Clinton rape victim, yeah. quoted the sepsis and said they've spelt it wrong. It's syphilis. 
<laughs> oh my god savage she man. is a wow. savage she doesn't care at all i made sure i retweeted that one and put it on her instagram right. as well but uh let's hear just a little brief blurb they have on on you know this ghoul who i hope is already dead. maybe they went to haiti to do some black magic rituals mm. <laughs> former u.s president bill clinton has been hospitalized for two days with an infection but has responded well to treatment according to his doctors on thursday Clinton, now 75, was admitted to a medical center in Irvine, California on Tuesday. His spokesperson said it was not for a COVID-19 infection and oh. added that, quote, he is on the mend, in good spirits, and Hopefully incredibly dead. thankful to the doctors, nurses, and staff providing him with Especially excellent the care. Nurses. The former president went to the hospital after feeling fatigued. CNN reported he was later diagnosed with sepsis, an infection of the bloodstream. Clinton's physicians said in a statement he's responding well to antibiotic treatment, Sepsis. but will remain hospitalized for monitoring. Clinton, a Democrat who was president from 1993 Not to relevant. 2001, has had past health issues. He underwent heart surgeries in 2004 and 2010, but his doctors have assured his latest stay is not related. Well, apparently that was some breaking news from apparently the largest queen at Reuters. Jesus. Um, Seriously. <laughs> Vance, this is more of your department, so I'm going to let you lead in on some commentary here. Okay, so not being we, a queen. We've seen, we've, no, not being a queen. <laughs> we, we saw that awful picture of the Clintons walking down the beach uh, in the last month, combined with this random admittance to the hospital for apparently, you know, a blood infection. Um, I, I, I'm not going to quote it because you're probably a little bit better versed in it than I am, but we will see the rapidly declining health of the Clintons. Something from one of the drops. Something along those lines. It seems it does seem like Bill's taking the easy way out this time, um, or, or trying to seemingly. I mean, th this did kind of come out of nowhere. I thought what was interesting though is that you know they went out of their way to make sure and say that it was not COVID related right. at all. Yeah, I agree. I um, but I, I do think it, well, I thought what was interesting is that you know the pictures have surfaced of Hillary and Uma Abedin both there by his side yep. and we know watch Uma. Uma's also yeah she's also very relevant in, in all this and uh interesting timing you know i mean it's really with everything else going on in the world right now that this happens to pop up i mean i i'm you know not a medical doctor but i'd be curious to see you know what how that came about or how did the you know contract uh sepsis well, it said, i just looked into it they said that it came from e coli oh really yeah. That's even more interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm like... <laughs> Might have had a bad Caesar salad somewhere. Or stripper, yeah. stripper butthole. Or stripper butthole. I mean, that's, pretty, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty intense to go from, from E. coli to sepsis. Sepsis is really serious, and they're kind of downplaying it, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, he's in the ICU as well, which, you know, they can okay. say that he may be for private reasons, but, I mean, could be that he's, you know, fighting for his life as well, and they don't want, um, you know, they're just getting ready to switch out the clone at this point or something. No, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, sepsis is no joke. I recently had an uncle that passed away from it due to complications with liver cirrhosis. And, you know, it mm -hmm. got to the point to where his mom, my grandmother, when she caught wind that he was being admitted to the hospital, even though he was not passed yet, his doctor told my grandma, like, I wouldn't even buy a plane ticket. Not going to get yeah. here in time. Mm. I know my my um, husband's great uh, grandfather in England got sepsis last year mm. and they were basically telling us to, I mean, he, could die you know we'll do whatever we can but prepare <laughs> so yeah bill is he's not a uh young, young buck, buck anymore <laughs> no <Yeah. laughs> exactly. uh so i you know i it's interesting timing and i and i feel like um this is just you know again it's more of like a predictive programming thing mm -hmm. to 
watch this their health decline. I mean, you, you say like you mentioned seeing the picture of them at that beach together. They did not look well no. at all. If that was even really them, no, because then she appeared in an event just two days later on nine eleven, and she looked like she had lost about a hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh, no. right. So I mean, rocking the pantsuit. And uh, it just doesn't make any sense. You can't even fix how big she was in that picture from maybe they shrink wrapped her from the Hamptons with Spanx. You can't do fix it. No, there are just some. You're gonna bulge out in some places, and she was looking mighty slender in on nine eleven. And the the photos I'm just looking at with her and Huma um, going to visit at the mm-hmm. hospital that doesn't even look like the Hillary that we saw on the beach. No, it looks like a much younger Hillary, and yeah, and and, and, smaller, and Huma looks exactly the same as she did years ago, which is interesting because right. I haven't seen her in a while. So. A lot of players moving around. We can never tell, according to, you know, our white hat friends, what's going on behind the scenes because there's just always going to be movement and some things just aren't for the public eye. Uh, One thing who used to not be for the public eye but now is, as we round out the show here, one of our favorites, Feedy McSniffins, Ron Watkins. Ooh. (laughs) Feedy McSniffins, that's a good one. Who's been outside of – he's been camped outside of Mark Burnovich's office for the last two weeks doing – Instagram lives and, and putting stuff in his telegram, well, you know, standing outside of his office saying that they, they demand answers on the audits. He has felt compelled after a meeting, sit down and dinner with Wendy Rogers and made an announcement yesterday, much to Noah's delight. Let's, <laughs> let's hear the official announcement for hopefully one of our future guests on the American First Agenda, Ron, Ron Watkins. Watkins. Here again, outside A.G. Bernovich's office. <laughs> I want to congratulate our AG for proceeding on election fraud cases. I also want to emphasize that we must stay vigilant and keep up the pressure, both here in Arizona and throughout the country, to indict any and all criminals who have facilitated election fraud. President Trump had his election stolen, not just in Arizona, but in other states too. We must now take this fight to Washington, D.C and vote out all the dirty Democrats who have stolen our republic. We must fix elections from inside the machine. I've decided to expose the dirtiest Democrat in the D.C. swamp. Hmm. And some of you here may already know him as Congressman Tom O'Halloran, representing Maricopa County and District 1. What's publicly known about Tom O'Hooligan shows that he is not fit to represent the people of Arizona. And from what I've already discovered and will expose, Tom is not fit to represent anyone anywhere. After attending a recent sermon by Pastor Jeff Durbin of Apologia Church, I've come to realize that following God's word is not always the easiest route. But if we don't follow our beliefs and the founding principles of our nation, it will crumble. This must stop now. (laughs) Therefore, I have decided to double down with God as my compass to take this fight to the swamp of Washington, D.C. I am here to formally announce my run for Congress in Arizona District Number 1. Our fight has only just begun, and I can't do it alone. I will need your support. Together, we will beat Tom Hooligan, and under God's authority, we will take back Congress, flip the Senate, and fix the presidency. They- that doesn't seem real. That seems really strange. Very rehearsed. Yeah. Well, you could actually hear so the person. You could hear the person changing the cue cards behind him. Yeah, they're like flipping the paper. Like, if you're going to go through that much effort, like maybe go away from the fucking highway. Leave him alone. He's an really- introvert. <laughs> Vance, and what- he lives in the United States now? He's back. Just now? 
Apparently. I picked Arizona. Why not? Hmm. All eyes on Maricopa, right? Vance, weigh in on this. What do you think? You know, I, I hats off to him for doing that. I, I, I think it two ways. It's definitely cringe. I mean, that speech was not, you know, not what we're used to from a politician. I feel like he, um, yeah, he, you know, he, he's got a ways to go. But I, I admire him for putting his hat in the ring and doing that. And maybe all he's really doing is signaling to other people that, you know, this is something you need to do and, and try to. It really is up to us and we the people. And if, if that's the case, you know, I respect him for that. But from what we've seen and then know about Ron, um, you know, the jury's still got to remain out and, yeah. until something concrete happens. I mean, it's there's a lot going on behind the scenes with he and his father and, you know, his relationship with eight coon and, and things like that. Um, I'm anxious to see how it plays out. And, you know, to your point, though, I, it is interesting that he picked Arizona um, to, to come back to and um, make this make this stand and run for Congress there. Random. Arizona. But yeah, no, hats off to him for sure. A man accused of targeting women's feet comes home as our reporter is interviewing his brother. The man is accused of fondling women's feet at two North County colleges. Good evening. You leave Ron Watkins alone. He's a nice Wait, boy. Is that true? Is that true? It's not about <laughs> him. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what is <laughs> Like, what did I miss? We have reported on for, for about a year and a half now an um, un- substantiated rumors of his feet finish. <laughs> so maybe maybe at some point in the near future, Ron will come on, steak for breakfast, and clear the air. About Defend his honor. How, yeah, how he feels about the... Uh, I mean, his dad's kind of, of, of a freak. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past one of them. God, you want to circle back to ass-cheekless chaps. Jim, <laughs> Jim Watkins probably... Fantastic owns, mustache, though. Yeah, and, and ca- cowboy hats, usually. So... But, uh, just interesting to see these guys coming back into the to the narrative and and basically you know bringing it all back to uh, good old Maricopa. Yeah, I just think it's really interesting that um, it is all happening in Maricopa. I mean, all eyes were meant to be on that. And at the end of the day, whether or not he is what he's doing is you know great or not, he is bringing more attention back to Maricopa, where where it all kind of needs to be um, as as we get this audit information out. Easy money. Yep. On a Friday edition of Steak for Breakfast. News cycle's not necessarily cranking out the news right now, but we were still able to put together a hell of a show, in my opinion. And uh, a lot of that probably goes to having one hell of a guest on today, Mr. Vance. Sheep no more. Got a lot of stuff going on. We appreciate you coming down and spending some time with us. And uh, we hope that even though you're getting ready to start your own thing, you'll at some point circle back. I would love, love, love nothing more to circle back. Um, you know, I want to thank you guys again for having me on and allow me to tell people about, uh, you know, some of the projects we're working on. Um, we're firing them up, getting them underway. Uh, stay tuned um, as we, enjoy, you know, enjoy the final act of this show. Uh, you can find me at uh, Sheep No More on Instagram, where all of the vowels are numbers. And that's also the same URL address of my website, sheepnomore.com. All uh, numbers instead of vowels. Also, setting up the meme arsenal. It's live. We'll be adding to it almost every day. It's enjoy the dot show. 
for all the uh, memes and ammo you need on the digital battlefield. Yeah, it's pretty comprehensive. I just I checked it out while we were, while we were recording. It's pretty good. If Noah likes it, I'm going to love it. And like I said, we will live link everything you've already got going in our show description today. And then as you continue with the podcast and, uh, you know, everything else you got going on, just let us know. Send us a link and we'll, we'll share it on everything that we've got to kind of get everybody supporting you the same way that our awesome listenership supports us. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate yeah, you. you. And we appreciate you. Um, the best place that our audience supports us is on every downloadable podcasting platform. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, Google Podcasts, FM Player, and now iHeartRadio. Download the show. Leave a comment. Don't forget to listen, like, review, and please share our content. Sponsors. Gotta love them. We've got a lot of them. Odyssey, the most comprehensive, technologically advanced in-studio recording gear. They're at odyssey.com. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. You got some headphone issues? They'll take care of everything for you. Mm. Stay ready gear. If you haven't lost your gun in a boating accident, what are some Kydex holsters to stick it into when yep. you're concealed carrying it around town? You can even put your... Uh, what Vance called Aunt Karen's face on it. Yeah, you <laughs> if, you, if you love her and her peach cobbler so much, Stay Ready Gear will be able to take her picture and put it on a Kydex. I think the next you. one I'm going to do is going to have my dog's face on it. And I love your dog. They're at stayreadygear.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Man rubs. Buy it. Shake it. Rub it. Smoke it. Barbecue it. <laughs> Slice it up, put it in your mouth. Oh. Num num, num num. It's delicious, and so are all of their products. I use them all the time. Uh, my kids love it as well. Hopefully, getting a steak for breakfast rub soon. Ooh, it's going to yeah. be delicious. Nice. Manrubs.com on Instagram and on Facebook. Mike, West Coast Survival Arms. Everybody misses the guns that they've lost. Buy some new ones. Then lose them. In addition, Mike's got ammo, so you could lose that too. <laughs> <laughs> Newly redesigned website at westcoastsurvivalarms.com. He's on Facebook Messenger and via the telephone, 619-870-6992. Um, tactical gear done right for all our first responders out there. If you're EMS, if you're fire, if you're a police officer, mediocre medic. Most of you guys are EMTs, or at least you carry some uh, tourniquets. So buy some patches and some gear to uh, let everybody know just how mediocre you are. They're on MediocreMedic.com and have a pretty fire IG as well. And last but not least, Marcho Friday, owner, operator, CEO, dumpbox.us, home of the zero fucks duck. Get one. I've got a lot. Noah's got a lot. I'm wearing my coronavirus veteran t-shirt today. Got stickers all over my coffee mug right there too that Vance can see. Make zero gravity great again. Little Donald Trump in a spacesuit. They're on Facebook, and they're on Instagram, dumpbox.us. Upcoming shows. We've had some scheduling changes moving forward. This coming Tuesday, we're supposed to have Gianna Simone. She's in the process of getting canceled by Big Hollywood. We talked on the phone yesterday. We're going to do a hard reschedule while she's going through some legal stuff in regards to her show on Amazon Prime, Gianna Loves. Um, she's going to stay in contact with us, and when she feels like it's appropriate, she's going to come back on the show so she could voice her opinion. Nice. Rescheduled with Ricky Lynn, American Honey. So she's going to come on with us and talk about the news. We'll have her on Tuesday. Um, on the 26th of October, we're going to have our friends in the news show, Mike Crispy, host of Red, White, and Truth. 
of Right Side Broadcasting Network, and Christina Baum, host of the Weekly Review. And uh, journalists for One America News are going to join us on the same show. November 2nd, imagine that. We broke a little news last week. We got Raheem Kassam coming on November 2nd. Nice. Pretty weird how that works out. And and then on the 5th of uh, November, we're going to have a friend show. Someone else who's getting ready to start a podcast. Our friend, the Reverse Mockingbird. Oh, nice. Is going to join us, but he's also going to be joined by one of our great friends and a good Anon account, The Calling of Esther. We know her from the Clay Clark tour. And, and, and one of our San Diego truthers, Truth on Draft 2.0. We're going to have a round table panel to break down the news with all of them. That's going to yeah, be good. It is going to be a good one. Uh, show creds. Most of the usuals. Mr. Sheep No More, thank you for participating today. Your, your commentary was amazing as usual. And, and like I said, we hope to have you back. We also got the Bread Room, Dawnstar1776, The Moose is Loose, formerly of the Canadians DS accounts. Uh, Babe Does the News, formerly of the Patriotic Babe accounts. Cagbro88, Christina Bob of OAN, Mike Crispy from Right Side Broadcasting Network, and Mr. Tom Pappert, editor in chief of the National File. Friends of the Week, Real Brenda Memes 8, Keck Out of Here. Kalila 3.1, Rabbit17, who had her main account, it was a 10K account, nuked yesterday. The Purple-Haired Righty, Summer Holiday, who's been sharing a lot of our stuff. And Garbaggio.Daily, now back as that account from the Garbaggio uh, family of Instagram accounts. Guys, things you need to remember between this show and next, there are several of them, and we encourage you to do them all. Number one, do your own research. It's probably the most important thing. Uh, you'll, you'll understand everything a whole lot more when you go and do your research. It gives you the ability to not only validate or invalidate things you think, but make more opinions and ask questions about it. Hold the line, ride it, buy the dip, get the fuck in here, snatch the wigs, ice your balls. Let's see what happens. But most importantly, where we go one, we go all. This has been episode 73 of the Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'm Roan. And on behalf of my co-hosts, Noah and Antoinette, bye guys. And Vance, Mr. Sheep No More. We'll be back on Tuesday with Ricky Lynn, America Honey. Thanks for listening and take care. These are spontaneous eruptions of love. One minute you'll be watching a college football game from the stands, the next minute you'll be overcome with the desire, the pressing irresistible need to tell Joe Biden how great he is. <laughs> it's like having to go to the bathroom real bad, except better and more progressive. This is happening, ladies and gentlemen, and it's happening everywhere. A cresting tsunami of support for Joe Biden. Here's a sample. It's inspiring when you think about it.